Would you put out that transparency, please? We've been on a series for a long time and and uh, called Prepare, Proceed to Possess. And uh, I'm going to be getting into, uh, in fact, if you want to turn to Joshua chapter 1. Well, I guess I can say something, can't I? Joshua 1. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be tactful. It's very important. And I re- this is the one thing I struggle with as a pastor. And it just isn't me. There's pastors out there that deal with this. That's why I'm trying to be careful how to word this. Years ago when we first came here, um, we got involved in a church. And the pastor... Um, basically ended up in uh, its error it's 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 wrong and it's called and I didn't know what it was back then it was called shepherdship and I got a revelation of it finally and it which helped set me free and that's when when the shepherd controls the sheep and tells the sheep what to do and um, and that that's a it's a, it's a danger for, for churches because the shepherd has a message and he spends his week on his knees praying and crying out to God and getting the mind of Christ for a Sunday morning and then no one's there to hear what he has to say. And so as a result of that, what the shepherd will do, he'll get and he'll try to control the sheep. And that, and that happens. And that's called shepherdship. And no one likes, wants to be controlled. That's not God. Be telling you what to do, when to do it, and how. That isn't, that isn't God. But it, it's a struggle. And, and I believe it grieves the heart of God. And Abe gets it because his father had been a preacher for years. You know what God is doing. And what God is speaking. And then people don't even show up to hear what he has to say. In the military, it didn't make any difference. It was yes, sir, no, sir. We'll be there. You tell us when. You tell us how we're supposed to look. Military gets it. And so it's a fine line. I can't, I can't control you, and it's not God's will for me to control you. You get that. There's been too much of that. But I'm telling you, folks, you've got to be in church. I thought about Bev, and last week I was pretty, pretty outspoken. But I'm outspoken, especially with the ones that I know belong here. <laughs> 
if I don't think you belong here, I'm not going to go out of my way to tell you to get to church because you'll be nothing but trouble. But if you belong here, you need to be here. And once a month, church isn't going to cut it in the days ahead. It hasn't cut it in the past. Because if you don't, well, I'll just listen online. No, you won't. Some of you don't. Some of you maybe do. I can't put into words. It's, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to communicate and get it across to you. What's going on now? We're in a battle like one the church has never been in. And it takes everybody reporting for duty. Now you know why I fear God and her. I don't see her like that very often. But you better sit up and take notice what your leadership is trying to communicate to you. It's, that's, that's the word, Dave. It's a warning. The tornado sirens are going off. It's no longer a drill. It's a warning. You better take shelter and get to church. Yeah, I, we need people for prayer. I thank God for the ones that are faithful, but we need we need everybody. In fact, we, you know, I don't know how to communicate. Maybe we'll just put this out on Facebook, what was said today, or on, online, and you can listen. <laughs> oh. Don't get me wrong. The church is going to win and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Bottom line. Did you hear that? And I want to win too. I didn't grow up like she did. I didn't grow up with that competitive. That came in me later as I got filled with the Spirit of God. And married her. But that. And. I look through the years. The people that have come and gone. But like Kathy said. We're not here to change your little diapers. We're here to put the word in you. Help you find your place in the body of Christ. Get out there and do the work of the ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. And because of the way we are, our church isn't big. But it's going to get big. And I refuse to do it alone. It's my job to hear from heaven and communicate the message. It's your job to do the work of the ministry. The anointing is, is very, 
very strong. <laughs> That's the kind of anointing that you, uh, you run through a troop and leap over a wall. I could probably even beat Justin last one. <laughs> now, that's why I want guys like you. He's back there shaking his head no. We need David's mighty man and mighty women. It says, it takes courage and obedience to possess your inheritance. The church's spiritual inheritance is found in Psalm 2.8. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possessions. For possession. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ in this hour must wake up, rise up, and take back what the devil has stolen. It says in... Joshua chapter 1, it says in verse 10, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in. Now, that's what I want you to see the word. Say it with me. Go in and what? Go in and what? Possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to. So God is giving us a spiritual inheritance, but we must do what? Possess it. Now look at Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24 and verse 10 says, If you faint in the day of adversity, you're what? Strength is small. And see, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ in the church right now, their strength is small and they're fainting. Amen? Look at Jeremiah 12. Jeremiah chapter 12. You're not probably going to get my message today. So, Jeremiah chapter 12. This is a good one. I love this scripture. It says in verse 5, the Lord answers Jeremiah and says, If you've run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? What's that, what's that scripture saying? The scripture is, is, it indicates that we need to get strong. We need to have the attitude of a spiritual warrior. Because right now, many in the body of Christ do not have that warrior mentality. And they're going to faint in the day. They're fainting now. It takes courage and obedience. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel chapter 7. This is what I was reading. I've been reading in Daniel this week. And this is the scripture. This is where 
Daniel's visions are interpreted. Let's start with verse 15. It says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions in my head troubled me. See, he'd had some visions for the day in which we're living. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things, those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. Now, this is the scripture that really jumped out at me in verse 18. It says, but the saints of the Most High shall what? Receive the kingdom and, is a conjunction, and what? Possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. And that's what we're going to start today and we'll, we'll continue. But we're, in the, we're at the point in the body of Christ where we need to possess the land. Not just receive it, receive our inheritance, but we need to possess. And possess is an action word. It's an action word. And this is what it means. Let me find it here. It means to seize, to acquire, to lay hold of, to catch, and to grasp. And that's why the prophets are speaking, the apostles are speaking, God-anointed preachers are speaking, and I'm one of them, telling you it's time to possess what God has promised us. We have a spiritual inheritance. There are people out there that are going to die and go straight to hell. And their blood will be on our hands if we don't do what God's called us to do in the days ahead. I wanted to get into, and I'm not going to get into it this morning, but on kingdom realities. The kingdom of God is within us. And we're to possess the kingdom. And that's where we're at right now. We need to possess the kingdom. No more playing games, folks. I said this and I'll say it again. There are probably going to be some people church in the days ahead. Do I want them to go? No. I don't. I want them to get with the program. But messages like this will knock you off of the fence. Listen, it's no good. I was a young boy and I I got caught on a barbed wire fence. Guess where I got caught? And they had to yank me off the fence and I just waddled home. Put an ice pack down there for the rest of the night. It's time to get off the fence. It's time to get serious. If you're going to belong to this church, then belong. If you're not, if it's hit and miss, don't belong here anymore. Find another church where you can be brother blend in and blend in with all the other masses of people that don't care. 
I listened to a prophet last night, and he said, there are people out there, they don't even know what's going on, and they don't care. They're oblivious to all of it. You've had to have talks like this with your kids once in a while, haven't you? Let's stand up this morning. I don't know how to close a service like this. Shall we sing Kumbaya? (laughs) Go ahead. You've got to go and get along with God until you find that something in here. And you, ble- you better find that something in here that you're going to go on. And it, when you decide to go on, you've got to go up another level of, of commitment. And that's right. This, that's today is the day. You've got to make the decision. You've got to make the decision to come on up, and it's going to take commitment. And we can't hold your hand and pat your back to get you to make that decision. But bless God, you better make it. Or you're going to get left behind, and I don't want to get left behind. I'm going on. No no, no longer I'm going to cheerlead you my pom-poms. Of course, I don't know if I ever have, come to think of it. Holy Spirit, I don't know if we communicated this morning everything that's on the heart of the Father. But I believe, Lord, those that were here today might have really heard what's going on now and what they need to do. It's a wake-up call for all of the church. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. Help me. Help Kathy. Help Abe. Everyone here be... Fearless but not reckless in the days ahead. Sensitive but not insensitive. But Father, only you by your spirit can soften hearts. And there are people in this church, their hearts are distracted. And they need to be softened. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for dealing with their hearts and our hearts. We love you, Holy Spirit. And we need your grace, the spirit of grace, to proceed to move forward in the days ahead. And so, Lord, I'll close with this. Not my will, but, Father, your will be done in our lives, individually and corporately, at Harvest Church. 
we love you. And we're so grateful and thankful you're moving on the face of the earth in this hour. And we want to be a part of it. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, I, I love you. Please, in the days ahead, are you listening? If there are times that I'm abrupt and impatient and don't feel like, and you don't feel like I love you, know that I love you. But I'm sometimes very focused. And sometimes I'm not going to be there to pat you and, and, and tell you everything's going to be all right. But you need to know.